Today is Saturday, December 19, 2020. On this day in 1986, Soviet officials released former government scientist and human rights activist Andrei Sakharov from internal exile. Outside of seeing his wife, he spent six years in isolation under the surveillance of the KGB. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering Soviet dissident Andrei Sakharov. Let's go back to the closed Russian city of Gorky on a cold December day in 1986. It was the phone call Andrei Sakharov had been waiting for. The Soviet president, Mikhail Gorbachev, told the 65-year-old that his internal exile was over. Since 1980, Sakharov was confined to the city of Gorky under the surveillance of the KGB. He was prohibited from seeing or communicating with anyone but his wife, Yelena. And throughout that time, he had endured near-constant torture. It was a stark fall from grace, considering Sakharov was once the country's leading scientist. Sakharov was considered the father of the Soviet hydrogen bomb. His early career was spent developing nuclear technology, but in the 1950s, he realized that the Soviet Union was abusing these technological advancements for political gain. He felt that the excessive testing of nuclear materials wasn't just irresponsible, it was environmentally unsound. By the 1960s, that patriotic young scientist became one of the biggest advocates for the Test Ban Treaty, which prohibited nuclear weapon tests in the atmosphere. Sakharov was also a vocal critic of the Russian government, calling for free speech, racial equality, fair and open trials, and the release of political prisoners, which posed a problem for the Soviet Union. Sakharov was a former employee of the state, privy to many top-secret initiatives. He was capable of exposing sensitive information that would enrage the general public. In 1976, Andrei Sakharov was deemed an enemy of the state. But outside the USSR, Sakharov was seen as a hero. In 1975, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for humanitarian work and his vocal opposition to the Soviet state. Naturally, this infuriated Soviet leaders, who refused to let him travel to Norway to accept the prestigious award. In 1980, Sakharov drove the final nail in his coffin. Sakharov publicly denounced the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Shortly after, he was arrested on the streets of Moscow and stripped of his titles, medals, and privileges. The government moved him to the closed city of Gorky, where he and his wife Yelena were forced to remain indefinitely. Although he wasn't completely cut off from the outside world, Sakharov managed to smuggle letters to his stepdaughter in Newton, Massachusetts. They included detailed records of what was happening to Sakharov behind closed doors. He claimed he was being tortured by the KGB, both mentally and physically. 
Sakharov was also force-fed during two hunger strikes, once in 1984 and again in 1985 when Yelena needed to leave the USSR for heart surgery. During one of these strikes, Sakharov wrote that the KGB dragged him to a hospital where he was kept against his will and tortured for four months straight. Eventually, Yelena was granted permission to seek medical treatment abroad, but outside of this singular kindness, their lives in Gorky were a living hell. Although things slowly began to change in 1985, when Mikhail Gorbachev became president, Gorbachev sought to end the Cold War, planning to run a more open and consultative government. Gorbachev felt that releasing Sakharov would make himself more appealing to Western nations. So on December 19, 1986, Gorbachev made it official. Sakharov and his wife Yelena were free at last, but life would never be the same. Coming up, Sakharov's homecoming garners international attention. Hi, listeners, it's Vanessa. If you haven't had a chance to check out the entertaining new podcast, Blind Dating, now's the time to binge what you've missed before catching all new episodes every Wednesday. In this Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match with a twist you'll never see coming. Join host Tara Michelle as she introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. Through a series of illuminating games and questions, the trio will get to know one another without the distraction of appearances. But once the cameras are turned on, is personality still enough for these strangers to fall for each other? Or will they say farewell? Connect with new episodes of Blind Dating every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On this day in 1986, Andrei Sakharov and his wife Yelena Bonner were freed from internal exile, and after years of being silenced, Sakharov had a lot to say. When Yelena and Sakharov stepped off the train in Moscow, they were greeted by hundreds of reporters and admirers. The 65-year-old said he was happy to be home and was ready to get back to work. Sakharov's release was granted unconditionally. This led many to believe that Gorbachev's promise for Soviet reform was coming to fruition. And in a way, Sakharov became Gorbachev's poster boy for change. In November of 1988, Sakharov visited the United States to advocate for the reforms Gorbachev was trying to instate. The leader's plan was to develop a new legislative body known as the First Congress of People's Deputies. For the first time in decades, the USSR would hold a competitive electoral race that featured both communist and anti-communist candidates. In March of 1989, Sakharov himself was elected to one of those seats as representative of the Academy of Sciences. While Sakharov was a big supporter of Gorbachev's reformation, he was frustrated by how slowly the changes were implemented. He was tired of waiting for a free and democratic Russia. On December 14, 1989, Sakharov delivered a speech in Moscow calling for the eradication of the Communist Party as a whole. 
He was tired of them being the guiding force of the country and aspired to create a multi-party state. His words were greeted by thunderous applause. Later that evening, Sakharov retired to his study to work on a speech he'd deliver the following day. He may have won the hearts of his people, but tomorrow he'd have to win over the minds of Congress. But at some point later in the night, he was found dead in his Moscow apartment. Sakharov died of a heart attack at age 68. He never got to see his dreams of a multi-party nation come to pass. But less than three years later, sweeping change came to Sakharov's homeland. On September 5, 1991, the Congress of People's Deputies disbanded itself. Three months later, Mikhail Gorbachev resigned. Boris Yeltsin became president and banned the Communist Party. He pushed for the democratization of Russia. The USSR soon collapsed, giving way to a fully independent Russian state. And Andrei Sakharov's legacy lives on in other ways. In December 1988, the European Parliament created the Sakharov Prize for Freedom of Thought. The honor is still given annually to individuals, groups, and organizations who, in the spirit of Sakharov, have made an outstanding contribution to protecting freedom of thought. But while this marks immense progress, many of Sakharov's causes are yet to be achieved. Russians are still fighting for social equality, the eradication of nuclear weaponry, and free and fair elections. This ongoing struggle is a reminder that as a global society, we still have a long road ahead. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Parcast originals for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Lori Gottlieb, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Listeners, there's no better time than right now to open your heart to the hit Spotify original from Parcast, Blind Dating. Every Wednesday, find out if personality alone is enough to make a love connection. Follow Blind Dating, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.